Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that TV talk? Well, hello, listeners. <laughs> we are out and about. Or at least I am. The critic is nestled. About to be. <laughs> about to be out and about. But uh, the referee is not snuggling in her warm uh, place of recording. Instead... <laughs> I'm out and about doing some remote stuff. Why? Because you're you mean that much to us, listeners. Mm. And TV doesn't stop, so <laughs> we are not. You mean the world to me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, we're gonna have to pay ten cents. Was that more than ten seconds? No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've got some TV. It's this is a short one. We don't have a long, long list, but we do. Uh, we do have some. Uh, uh summer tv shows creeping in trying to creep its way in now remember i said last week that summer tv this is the mindless tv where you can just sit back roll your eyes and just let it wash over you but unfortunately the first show we're going to talk about is the opposite of that i don't know if if you would consider the summer TV at all. And of course, we're talking about the well-marketed HBO's Euphoria. Mm. Mm. And it is everywhere. It's all over social media, all over everywhere, uh, starring very, very familiar young lady who's really making a mark. She's going to have a really, really good year. And we're talking about none other than Zendaya. Mm-hmm. She left them Disney Mickey Mouse ears behind, <laughs> <laughs> and she those ears are nowhere to be found. Actually. Yeah, the Greatest Showman. She said goodbye to that too. <laughs> yes, that's true. The Greatest Showman, and then um, also coming up this summer, she'll be f- uh, in Far From Home, uh, the latest Spider-Man uh, movie. But this is no Spider man wow and maybe it should be called dysphoria Ooh. now zendaya because you're gonna dysphoria it <laughs> well well they told us ref that this is supposed to um, make us empathize with this uh current crop of teenagers their generation the social media generation empathize i'm not this is not me this is what they said we're you know we're gonna care about them there's some hope in this show as well I've seen the first episode. Zendaya plays a 17-year-old who's about to be a junior in high school. Her name is Rue. Uh, she's just gotten out of rehab. Drug mm. rehab. Oh. Yes. And throughout the episode, we get to know what her relationship is with drugs. She She's honest. It's kind of the... Her, um, her voiceovers are kind of like what we heard in Fight Club. That kind of thing. Oh, okay. yeah. Where it's not somebody's going, oh, woe is me. She's like, look, I, I wasn't abused or anything, but there was just something that happened to me. I just, I had anxiety as a kid. I, I just couldn't connect really. I would have these uh, panic attacks. And then I was taken to the hospital because I stopped breathing and they put me on this drug mm. and so on and so forth. 
Now she has a younger sister who is played by, ooh, somebody who's a, another upcoming star here. We yeah. gotta watch out for her. So uh, played by, wait, why am I losing her name? Storm Reed. Storm Reed. We were just wow. talking about this. Yes, she's yes. brilliant. We, she's having, she's gonna have a fantastic year as well. Yes, she is. A Wrinkle and in Time is what we would know her from, right? Exactly, and she was recently in When They See Us. Oh, that's right. So that's two right. things with Ava. Later this year, she'll be in Relive. We don't know when it's coming out with mm-hmm. David Oyelowo. That's we'll right. get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she's her younger sister, slightly younger. And we find out in this episode that a Storm's character is the one who found Zendaya when she was about mm. to be dead. Gotcha. Overdose. So what's that relationship? Now, Storm loves Zendaya. Mm. They're very, very close. But Storm doesn't have those problems, but we'll see what comes of it. And they have their mother, of course. Their father we see in flashbacks. I won't tell you what's going on now with him. Mm. Okay. So there's some other kids at the high school who are about to come back or who are about to go to college because the first episode is before the first day of the new school year. Okay. So we meet them as well. One of these kids has just moved to the neighborhood um, and there's something going on with her character I won't give away. Mm. Uh, She wants to meet friends, meet people, but she also wants to swipe right. Okay. Okay. And with men, not teenagers. Ooh. And the man she meets... I'll just tell you, is McSteamy. <laughs> and it doesn't go down well. Oh. Uh, pun not intended. Okay. So let's just keep that. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just, look, that's this show. So she ends up at this party with everybody. There's also this jock character who's the jock you'd expect. He has his mm-hmm. girlfriend. They're on and off again. The way they fight. It's so charming, not. I mean, it's this. This stuff is disgusting. Can I just say it's disgusting? Anyway, so you're watching that. You're like, she's doing whatever she's doing. He's getting upset. He meets um, this this new character, this new person in the in the neighborhood and in the school, and they have uh, to do together. It involves cutting. This is, look, it's sex, it's drugs, it's cutting, it's all kinds of things. Now, Zendaya and the show has said, look, if you watch this, you might get triggered because of all of this stuff. So get ready. And so on and so forth. There's also this uh, this other jock character who's going to college. He's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And he's really interested in another uh, girl there at the school, but her reputation has been tarnished. Is it true or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's a good guy. He's trying to navigate this. Uh, and then there are other people. There's also uh, Zendaya's drug dealer, because she's still on drugs. That ain't changing. And he's actually a good guy. He's just high out of his mind and selling drugs through a little kid. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. And, and, okay. So you have enough about Euphoria. Here's the thing. For me and Ref, we talked about this. I can watch a lot. Yes. I can take a lot. I can watch it. But... If it's going to be something like this, where it's all of this just dreck, well, there has to be a story that's pulling me along. That's what I'm watching for. If the story's compelling enough, okay, great. It's like eighth grade last year, which isn't as crazy as this, but it goes there. 
I was invested in the lead character. I wanted to see her arc. I wanted to see whether she could become who she wanted to become. I felt the pulse. I can't mm. say that's the case here in Euphoria. Mm. Uh, instead, it made me angry. Every moment I watched, I got angrier and angrier because I didn't know why I was watching it. Now, they're going to say, hey, you know, we get to see all of these struggles that kids have nowadays. Okay, this, this is storytelling, though. This is storytelling. Zendaya does a wonderful job in her role. You buy her mm. as somebody who's a drug addict. You get it. And somebody who's kind of like, look, you don't have to pity me. Mm. She does a great job. And she, look, she'll tell you, I have not had these experiences but I am an actor. <laughs> okay. So sign her up for that. That's great. And after the episode, she and the creator talked and he talked about how a lot of this is from his experience as a kid and how he wants older generations to empathize with this younger generation. I don't have any empathy and I'm not interested in getting any in the next episodes. Now, Storm, love her. I think, and Ref, we were talking about this, if they had made her character the center of it, Oh, yes. She's the innocent one. She's trying to fit in but not go along, that kind of thing. That would have been much more interesting. That would have invited more of us into experiencing all of this craziness because, excuse me, not every teenager is going through this. Not every no. single one. And every generation does this with teens. Oh, it's so bad for them. Oh, it's it wasn't that bad for me. This is going to happen ad infinitum. So that's what I have to say about Euphoria. It wasn't euphoric for me. I didn't see the hope because in the end, Zendaya and the new a girl in town, they meet and that's supposed to lead to something. Hmm. I don't care though. Gotcha. Well, you heard that. <laughs> Let's move on to something lighter. <laughs> yes. This is a this is a new show on ABC. It's called Grand Hotel. Now I'm not sure what you're going to say about this, but I know there is a Grand Hotel circulating either on Netflix or um, or uh, Amazon Prime and it's all in Spanish. But this is on ABC and Eva Longoria, if I'm not mistaken, is attached to this project. And I hear it's summer TV in its fullest. <laughs> yeah. And that's absolutely right, Ref. I believe it is Netflix that has the Spanish version because this is based on that. Mm -hmm. So it's telenovela all the way. I <laughs> caramba! Now, mm. this is what happens. In the first episode at the beginning, we're at the hotel. It's a mm -hmm. wonderful hotel in Miami, in Miami Beach. And there's an employee who knows something. Uh-oh. And she goes to the owner, played by Damian Bichir, Santiago Mendoza, and his, some other people. And she's like, look, essentially, you're going to have to pay up if you want me to be quiet. Oh, extortion. Now, there is a hurricane on the loose outside. So no one can leave. They get all the guests out of their rooms and lead them to the ballroom and so on and so forth. She finds herself being chased in the hotel. By whom? We don't know. Mm. She's chased outside. And what do you think happens? Oh, boy. And we shuttle forward in time. We now find that Santiago wants to sell the hotel. He can't afford to keep it up. Now, this has been in the family. Okay, this is a family-owned business. This is a big thing. He is now married to a new woman, a new wife, named Gigi, played by Rosalind Sanchez. Mm. And she has two grown daughters. 
who are like the stepsisters from Cinderella. Oh boy. Okay, one of them is getting married to a guy who's going to buy the hotel. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Now he, Santiago, has his own kids. He has a grown son and grown daughter. Uh, The son is what you would think he is. He, you know, he likes to sleep around with everybody. He's not supposed to be, but he does have a prosthetic leg. Okay. Now, he does. I mean, this is telenovela. Now, there's a reason. There's, a, of course, something that happened in the past why he has that. But, of course, this prosthetic leg doesn't do anything to stop him. Okay? Nothing. Now, the his sister, who's come back from B-school, business school, she's ready to run the hotel. That's why she went away. Well, she finds out it's being sold. Upset occurs. Now, there is a new employee who enters. And this employee is hired by... Mrs. P, who's in charge of the employees. And uh, she is really close with the Mendoza family. She helped raise the kids, all of that. She didn't know about the hotel being sold, but she's going to be taken care of. Now, this she, Mrs. P, is played by Wendy Raquel Robinson, whom I love. Okay? So she ain't planned. And this new employee, she's looking at him like, "Mm, I don't know about you, but my son, who works under me, says we need another employee or there's going to be mutiny. So you got the job. Now, what's he doing there? Why is Mm. he entering at this moment? What does that have to do with anything? He's told you're not supposed to fraternize with employees and especially not with the Mendoza family. So what do you think he does? And why? Why? And why is this thing being sold, everybody? Why? Hmm. And then there's more that goes along with all of that that I won't give away. Like people, the, the wedding is ruined for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. There's a certain uh, pop star who shows up and gets into the mix. Now look, like you said, Ref, this is summer TV all the way. And for summer TV, this is what I'm talking about. It's mm. bad in a kind of good way, which I can take. Is all of, does all of it work? No. And by work, I mean, is all of it work as in, hey, we're winking at being bad? No, some of it's just bad. But it is entertaining. It is this upstairs, downstairs kind of thing on the beach. You do get that Latin vibe with it. I just think if they continue what they started in the first episode for the summer, Mm. why not? Mm. Mm. Why not watch that? Well, <laughs> let's move on to Das Boot. <laughs> I do what I can. It's a new miniseries on Hulu, and I don't know much about it. We do know it's in German. Well, not in German. The, the title is has German roots. What are we watching here? Yeah. yeah, it is. it is in German and in French and in English. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Danke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Das Boot is literally the boat. That's what it translates to. And this boat. is back in uh, World War II. Oh. Now, German in World War II. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> so, we're dealing with the U-boats from World War One and World War II uh, from Germany's side. And for some reason, all of these U-boats are being destroyed by the allies. Hmm. Uh Allied people, you know, us. (laughs) Why? It's like 12 that has happened. And in the beginning of the miniseries, we see the 12th one go down. So you get all the submarine kind of stuff, people in close quarters yelling, Russian trying to get away. 
it doesn't happen. Mm-mm. But there's something that happened because two people escaped, let's say. One of them has a father who's very famous, a very famous captain. And the other is a, one of the crew members. And this crew member hid while he was supposed to be trying to help save the submarine. So what do you think? What do you think they do to him? Oh boy. And this uh, officer who has his famous father is promoted to captain of a new U-boat. Now he has been launched over some other qualified people. And even he goes, maybe I'm not ready for this. But they also, the Germans, have to have a morale on their minds. They've got to keep morale high because this is toward the end of the war and we know uh, what happened. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Now, we also see a whole bunch of other people. We see uh, one, of the, 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 uh, one of the communications guys, he's in charge of the radio. He's like, I forgot the title, but it's about the radio. He takes care of the radio, the communications, because it's World War II, okay? Mm-hmm. He's got a big old secret. And it might lead to him being a traitor to the Germans. Ooh. Now his sister comes, and this is there in France, in Paris. So she comes to work for the Germans. Now they live in a part of uh, France, let's say, or part of Europe that speaks French, but they believe they're German. So it's this whole thing, oh, you're really French because you speak French, you're not German, blah, 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 blah. So we have those kinds of conflicts. Also, because he ends up on this new U-boat, he wasn't supposed to be. I won't tell you what happens. He can't fulfill something he needed to do with the resistance. (laughs) Okay? So this resistance... A part of it is uh, someone that you may know, Lizzie Kaplan, plays ahead of it. So -hmm. that's where you get some of the English. Mm -hmm. And she has this operative who gets caught. Now, the sister Uh was supposed to get this operative something, but something goes awry. And the sister is a part of the communications department. So she has to translate what this operative is saying to the German brass. Whoa. Ooh. And then you get all kinds of stuff. Of course, they go in the U-boat. Of course, there's going to be this new captain. He has struggles there. There's this this American guy who joins. Uh, uh, he was uh, Vinnie Carthizer from Mad Men. He joins. Mm-hmm. What's he up to? You know, it's mm-hmm. all of this stuff, both in the submarine and on the mainland. Mm-hmm. So... That's enough for Das Boat, the plot. I'll say this, everybody. There was a movie that was made of this uh, in the 80s, I believe, Raph, and it had critical acclaim. I don't remember seeing it, uh-huh. but I do remember just, it was like, everybody's got to see Das Boat. Ah. So now we have this miniseries. It's based on two novels. Mm. Uh, and... I'll say, if you like this kind of a whole bunch of different characters and you have all kinds of uh, competing uh, uh, interests and conflicts and and possibly somebody's going to be dead, Mm. then Das Boat is pretty good. It's pretty good. I would give it a good. Is it always as riveting as it could be? No, but it can be riveting. And I do find it interesting. So if you want to see this kind of miniseries on Hulu, it's right there, all episodes available. And you don't mind reading subtitles. You got German, you got French, and then you got English. Then check out Das Boat. 
Gotcha. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, Reef Break. Yeah. This is on ABC as well. Now, ABC is known for throwing out some summer TV at you. I mean, we had The Catch a couple of years ago. Um, USA will also do some summer TV, but US or Grand but Hotel, ABC, right? <laughs> Grand Hotel. Yeah, exactly. Um, Reef Break is a new show that mm, you will, listeners, have to decide if this is something that you just want to sit by the pool with your iPad <laughs> and be swept away into summer's foray of television or is this something that maybe you should pass on? I think the critic will have an answer for us. Wow. So, oh boy. At the beginning of this, we're on a plane. We see Cat uh, Chambers, played by mm. Poppy Montgomery. She's checking out this guy. Why is she checking him out? Mm. Right? And you get, you know, those slow shots where they slow down in these kind of ridiculous shows. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, he looks and he's sweating. And she's <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> okay, what's that about? He, he keeps going to the overhead bin. Mm. The plane lands. He is getting off the plane. Cat goes to the air marshal. Now, she's not supposed to know who the air marshal is. Is. Right. They're supposed to be hidden. But she has these powers of perception. So she goes to him and she says, hey, that guy that's getting off the plane, you know that he was packing and he kept going up to the overhead bin. You need to get him. Something's up. So the air marshal rushes off of the plane to stop this guy. A shootout ensues. A literal shootout. And as the shootout is going, going on, she comes off of the plane, walks, flips her hair, and just walks away. That's this show. Okay. Now we find out that she's a professional server who's been away because she was engaged in this criminal syndicate. Now Wait, a professional surfer. surfer. Oh. Yes. So we're, you know, reef. We're on the reef. Gotcha. She comes back after this time away. She was accused of being involved in this criminal syndicate. Uh, now, a very important person at the reef has gone missing from Uh-oh. the wealthiest family at the reef. So how is she going to help? Can she help? There's this uh, police detective that she meets. Okay. Okay. And they get connected. I'm sure in they more do. Way, in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Also, she has this ex who's a former detective played by Ray Stevenson who was in Rome. And it was one of my favorite characters in Rome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, you know what happens. Of course, they, she gets roped into this. She's going to help the cops, but did, is she involved? And then the, the people who uh, find out that she's actually helping say, hey, we want this ransom and we want her to bring the money. Why? Mm. Mm. Okay, now look. I'm going to be very honest with everybody. I saw about mm, 20 minutes of this, and that was more than enough. I've got to say, we talked wow. about Grand Hotel, where ABC, the it, so far it feels like, yeah, the wink is there. I can keep going with you in the summer. Mm-hmm. I, whatever wink is going on here, I, I think that somebody's eyes got gouged out because this ain't happening. This is not good. It's not good for any time. I've just got to say it is not. Ray Stevenson, I don't know how you found yourself in this. Poppy Montgomery, your your dialect, you're not American, I can tell. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Now, she is, she does have, I believe, dual citizenship or something, Poppy, but Poppy, I mean, come on now. Now, I can't blame her all the way. Yes, she's Australian-American. I can hear the Australian. What's next? 
Okay. I, I just wore myself out right there. Yeah, you wore me out. You wore the listeners out. Everybody's worn out. So maybe Reef Break is it for you. But what about Mr. Inglesias? Ooh. On Netflix. Ha. Wah, wah. Ooh. Um, when I hear Inglesias, I think immediately of great singing. <laughs> <laughs> Both the father and the son. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling that is not what is going on here. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, so this is uh, starring Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias, the comedian. <laughs> and he is a history teacher at a high school in California. Oh, my. Now, it's the last day of school. And, you know, we get to see him in his, in his uh, you know, milieu. He is really just this wonderful, engaging, kind of funny teacher who can teach you some stuff. The kids are with him, you know, they're not all the best students, but they are in his class. And of course he has, you know, his prized pupil who knows all the answers. There's this other kid who's in love with the prized pupil. He sits there next to her and he can't stop just talking about how great she is. There are these ne'er-do-well kids who are having a good time in class with him. And if you know um, uh, Fluffy Iglesias, you know, Gabe, then you know that he is great at doing voices. So he does Mel Gibson and Braveheart, things like that. And I mean, he's great at the voices, great. So if you want to watch this show, that's probably the reason. Now, what happens is we find after this, uh, after this final day of school that pretty much the whole class is being, being uh, dropped, expelled from school. Oh. Because there's this vice principal who's on the prowl played by Oscar Nunez. And if you know Oscar, you know that it's ridiculous. He was in the <laughs> office and so on and so forth. So he's this assistant principal. He wants to get rid of all these kids so that they look better. They have their better school. But he doesn't take into account why these kids may have had these infractions, why some of them may not have shown up to school every day. Because the prize pupil is on this list. Ooh. She has to work to feed the family. Mm. It's things like that. Now, some of them are ju just need to go. But anyway, so uh, Gabe is like, look, instead of taking this, this uh, advanced class in history next year, principal, and by the way, the principal is played by Sherry Shepard, so we're not <laughs> in serious land here. So instead of that, and he has this best friend who's another teacher, and there's, there's this uh, new teacher who wants to be this advanced history teacher as well. So, you know, they're up for it. He's going, no, I won't accept, because he was offered. Instead, why don't you let me teach these kids for the summer and bring them up to par and then you won't expel them? Mm. So, you know, Sherry Shepard's like, okay. Oscar Nunez is like, hmm, fine by me. It doesn't matter either way. Okay. Now, Sherry Shepard, by the way, is the principal, is constantly involved in her love life the whole time, why no one will <laughs> swipe right on her, and so on and so forth. So that's where we are in Mr. Iglesias. Um, it is on Netflix. You can see all episodes. If you like, you know, multi-cam sitcoms, meaning laugh track sitcoms, for short, you might enjoy this. Uh, again, outside of Gabe's voices, I don't really see what's special about this. Uh, so there you go. Mm. Well, let's end this with the return of Yellowstone. Now, remember, this is on Paramount Network, which means this is the old Spike TV revamped and rebooted. And they're really bringing a lot of TV shows. And this is really their first 
serious attempt at drama brought to us by Taylor Sheridan, who... <laughs> hey. Hell or High Water, Sicario. Um, it wasn't yeah. called Sicario 2. I can't remember what it was called, but... Um, yeah, Day of, so- Day of uh, Soldado, I believe. Like, Soldier, yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, Sicario, Day of Soldado. As well as, um, what was the middle one? Sicario, there's three of them. Oh, uh, Wind River. Wind River. Which he directed. And he also, the first season, not only wrote all of the episodes, but directed them all. Yeah. This season is different. Yeah, he, he learned. <laughs> yeah, he probably wore himself out. But this, again, is starring huge stars. Probably the biggest TV stars or excuse me, the biggest stars you can have on TV. We're talking about Kevin Costner yeah. um, is the star of this, along with um, Kelly O'Reilly, I think is her name. Kelly Riley. Mm-hmm. Kelly Riley, along with some other, and guess what? There's some other very familiar faces who will be popping in season two. Now, you had a bumpy ride with season one, but mm-hmm. you did tune in for season two's premiere. The question is... Are you going to continue through season two and da, 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 season three, which is already renewed and ready to go? Yeah. Well, um, not ready to go, but it's been renewed. Exactly. I mean, look, this is a hit for Paramount Network, and I'm not hating that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that this is bad. It's just it's a show where you feel the potential. Mm. And the question is, is it realized? Now, I'll tell you, Ref, I'm still going to keep watching it. I'll just say that right now. Okay. But let's get to the review. So, yes, we do have Kevin Costner playing John Dutton. He's a billionaire. He has this land in Montana, I believe they are. That's where they are. And uh, think Yellowstone National Park, that section. Uh, and, and there's this whole thing where he wants to hold on to the land. There are people coming after it. Okay. Okay, they're the Native Americans who might deserve it. <laughs> Can we just say that? And there's a, a new chief among them that we met in the first season who has plans. He went away from the reservation to study and learn the white man's ways and came back. And it's, he said, it's time for us to give them a taste of their own medicine. Uh-oh. Okay. So that's great. And, and really, this cast is really good. And uh, Gil Birmingham plays that guy. Now, there is also Danny Houston's oh, character. Taylor mm-hmm. likes Gil. Mm-hmm. He does. And he's... he's re- Batman <laughs> doesn't have to say anything. It's the posture. <laughs> it's true. It's that posture. I love it. So Danny Houston plays Dan Jenkins, who's a guy who's in cahoots now with this new chief. Oh. He has his own reasons for trying to get his hands on that money. And at the end of season one, we thought he might have been dead. <laughs> okay. He is not dead. But uh, John Dutton, Kevin Costner, sees him at uh, you know at the restaurant is like, oh, are you okay to swallow solid food now? <laughs> now, John has kids, one of whom passed away in the first season. Now, he his oldest son. Now, his, his younger son, uh, Casey, played by Luke Grimes, is now in the, f- in the fold again with the family. He was away. He had a Native American wife, a, a son. Um, so he's now back with his family. Uh-oh, away from his wife and kid. Mm-mm. What's that about? And he's starting to become more inculcated in their ways. Now, he is a natural cowboy mm. in more ways than one. 
think John Wayne as well. Don't get in his way. Okay. Kelly Riley is the daughter, Beth. Um, and <laughs> she is a something buster, is what they would say from years ago. Okay. Don't oh, mess gotcha. with her. Now, she <clears throat> is the one who essentially helps John, um, helps him get his agenda going out into mm-hmm. the public. Because John is supposedly, he has uh, ter- terminal cancer. Or does oh. He? Or does oh, he? Okay. Okay. And what does that mean? Now, his middle son, Jamie, played by Wes Bentley, has left the fold. So one son came from being away, comes back. He was in the fold and is left. And he was supposed to be a politician set up by John. But now he still wants to be a politician set up by somebody else. Oh, is John boy. going to allow that? Is Kelly Riley going to allow that? Because she and he, they don't get along. And then things will move on from there. Now, on the ranch, a new cowboy shows up. Uh-oh. He was the chief in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> okay. He was in season three of True Detective, where he was <laughs> shouting her down at her uh, at her book signing. Yes, the man shouting with the uh, blue eye, the dead the eye. eye. Yes. Love him. He comes on stirring up trouble. Oh, he boy. comes and he's telling people, you ain't a cowboy. And another guy says, who are you talking to? He says, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to him. <laughs> now, one of the cowboys he has history with. And this cowboy who was new from season one tells him, you don't want to be here. In fact, when you leave, I'm leaving with you. Oh. And so on and so forth. Now, this is a soap opera, folks. This is where HBO has that that show coming back with um, uh, Brian Cox, Succession. Oh, yeah. This is like Succession on the farm, (laughs) on the ranch. Is it successful all the time? No. But I think there is enough, if you like this kind of genre, that you'll keep watching. Is it completely satisfying? Not yet. I have hopes for season two. I think I'm going to finish season two, ref, and then make my final determination. Because they do deserve that. I mean, Taylor Sheridan deserves my patience. Kevin Costner deserves it. Kelly Riley, and so on and so forth. And certainly Old Boy from 21 Jump Street. Right. And we hear that Josh Holloway is making his, um, not only appearance, but... Josh Lucas, right? Was it Holloway? Holloway. Josh Holloway, Holloway from Lost. Because I don't think we've seen him. No, we haven't seen him yet. Oh. It's in trades. So just to tease Ooh. the listeners a little bit, that may be an interesting ad. And again, if you don't know who Josh Holloway is, he's from Lost and from Colony. So um, he's showing up as somebody mysterious? Yes. He, I don't know who oh. he is because you know, oh. I haven't watched it yet. But um, oh. you might want to hang around to see exactly who and what he's who he is and what he's doing the question is will he have facial hair or not (laughs) (laughs) well listen again we said tv doesn't slow down summer tv doesn't slow down no matter where you are in the world there's always room and appetite for a little delicious summer television hmm Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.